0: Hello and welcome to the Dare Daniel mini episode. I'm the titular Dare Daniel, Daniel Barnes. Here with me as always is Corky McDonald. Say hello.
1: I'm the irascible sidekick Corky McDonald. Say
0: hello to the nice people. Hello nice people. (laughs) (laughs) On this little mini episode we're going to talk a little bit about next week's episode and the film that we'll be reviewing. We're going to talk a little bit about last week's episode. If there's anything we missed, any listener feedback. Uh, We're going to have our question of the week where we kind of have one question usually centered around bad movies. And then we'll read a few of your dares. So, quirky. let me post a scenario to you. Our world, (laughs) right? Like our world that we live in. The real world? Like with all of its injustices. With all of the issues that are going on in our world. Only instead of like other races orcs and shit. Let's go to the preview. Let's go to a clip. Officer Ward, what happened?
1: I got a dude in my car and the whole world is watching. Our nation's first orcish police officer. I can't fuck up my pension. Hey, don't get me stabbed.
0: Why orcs
1: always gotta be the bad guys.
0: danger, danger. I in, so that night we responded to a 415 disturbance call Immediately took fire Right? No holes? Only oh, the ones I was born with How Are your holes The fuck can you make a shootout awkward?
1: Believer, believer, hey! I can take out I need. It's a magic wand This is like a nuclear weapon that grants wishes And it just went really sideways from that point on this magic stride and kill.
0: Look, the struggle just to let a little trouble knock me out of my position. devil is coming.
1: We have to protect the wand. So I need to know that you got my back. Are you cop first or an orc first? It's time to end this. Fuck it. I want to die. Let's do it. We're going to titty bar gunfight die.
0: So that is the film that we're going to watch this week. It is David Ayer's Bright. It stars uh, Will Smith. It is a straight-to-Netflix production. It is their first Netflix blockbuster, their attempt at a blockbuster franchise. Uh, Joel Edgerton co-stars. He plays an orc. Uh, the movie takes place in an alternate universe where orcs and elves and fairies and dragons and other things, they have all... Centaurs. Centaurs. They've all uh, evolved alongside of humans and they live alongside of humans. It is called Bright. You can watch it only on Netflix. Only... Uh, not the DVDs. Only on the Netflix. That's it's, right. It's not Streaming. anywhere else. It's not on Vudu. It's not on iTunes. not anywhere else. So watch it on Netflix. And then uh, if you're interested. And then... Uh, listen next week when we review the film in full for your enjoyment.
1: See if you give it the same guff we do.
0: Yeah. See if you give it the same guff as we do. Uh, Jared Guff, starting quarterback for the Los Angeles Rams. Do you give it Jared Guff? Um, so that's next week. <laughs>
1: Fucking delete that <laughs> shit, going man. Back
0: to- <laughs> that's next week's film. Previous week, we dropped a couple episodes. We're going to do these full reviews every other week. We'll do these little mini episodes in the weeks in between, but we did drop a couple of episodes. Grudge Match, starring Robert De Niro and uh, Sylvester Stallone uh, as two guys who are super committed to to their art. And uh, The Identical, starring Ashley Judd and your new favorite actor, Blake Rain.
1: I'm starting to like this more and more, this movie. Yeah, I th- y- this it's is the- really growing on you. The I, more I'm-
0: that I sing City Lights every time that we <laughs> come in here, you just your affection for the film grows more and more.
1: It's been the one movie I've thought uh, that we've watched so far that I've thought of fondly. Yeah. Of like, I could watch that again and fucking crack up at oh, it. Oh, totally.
0: No, I will say, you know, Grudge Match, I, I-, I thought Grudge Match was worse just because it was – Bad, lazy, filled with product placement, and on top of that, what, had two once great actors completely just pissing all over their yeah. own legacies.
1: But it was super fucking sexy. <laughs> it was so
0: sexy to watch that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, is that just me? If I just a weird shit? Come on. Come on. A minute. Old men beating each other's brains oh, in. Don't even start. <laughs> Alan Arkin, too? <laughs> Yummers. Um. But The Identical, that is one of those, like, if you love bad movies like, and you you, you want the next level of bad, because it's a movie that not a lot of people have heard of. I right. have not even really heard of until I did the research and found the movie. So not only have a lot of people not seen it, but a lot of people haven't even heard of it. And if you are one of those people who loves to watch the worst movie that you can possibly watch, this movie really gives you a lot to chew if on. If you
1: can... Watch this movie and then do the mental gymnastics it takes to figure out that Blake Rain, uh-huh. Drexel Helmsley, <laughs>
0: Drexel the Dream Helmsley,
1: Elvis Presley, all live in the same universe
0: together. Uh-huh.
1: If you can like draw that map of what that reality looks like yeah. and send it to us, I would fucking, <laughs> I'd give you props for that.
0: Absolutely, that would be more impressive than the dude who did like the whole like uh, lost uh, time loop thing where he's like came up with a whole like. A graphic for like all of the lost timelines or or the dude who did the primer in the box you know like a graphic where it's like here's all of the time loops in in primer it's like that would be way more impressive if you could decipher the identical
1: or the guy who was trying to make the complete movie timeline where everything was chronological of uh, that ever happened in movies
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah pretty that's, ambitious that's ambitious <laughs> that is ambitious so, yeah, the identical, that is your your kind of battlefield or th- really kind of sublimely bad. Movie. Yeah. Um, on each of these mini episodes, I'm going to come up with a question. And the question is usually going to resol- revolve around bad movies or bad performances or bad things that we think are good or good things that we think are bad. Uh, and then we'll throw that out there on our social media pages as well so you guys can come and get, get at us and answer the question as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Corky, my, my question for you this week. Because we, we kind of talk about this a little bit. Like, the, the show has sort of a dual purpose. Yeah. Like, mostly, yeah, it's us just talking shit about bad movies, right?
1: That's the fun stuff.
0: That's that's what it is. right? Yeah. That's what it is. We're picking movies because we're talking about films that have been uh, neglected by audiences. They have been uh, ripped apart by critics. These are movies that, at every level, they have failed. Like,
1: Bright came out the gates getting shit on.
0: It instantly yeah. was really... uh. Killed. It did fine for Netflix, yeah. And it seems like people generally think it's okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, it got critically lambasted. Just why we're we going to check
1: right it out and see if that holds true or not.
0: Absolutely, because kind of the secondary purpose of the show is hopefully we can find a movie that at some point is that bringing up baby you know sure. is that uh they all laughed by peter bogdanovich is that sorcerer or one from the heart the movie that was a bomb in its time and it was killed by critics and they absolutely hated it everyone hated it and as it turns out it's not only a good movie but it's actually a really great movie and have become the they've their reputations have been thoroughly rehabilitated yeah over the years right so we're kind of we want to find the next one we want to find the next one that was neglected and was wrongly kind of thrown away for whatever reason. And we want to hopefully be able to rehabilitate the reputation as well. So in kind of keeping with that idea, my question of the week is, what is a movie that everyone hates that you sincerely love? And I want to differentiate between insincerely loving.
1: Like ironically loving. Yes.
0: Battlefield Earth is a great example. I love the fuck out of Battlefield Earth. I think that is a brilliant movie, but it's not a brilliant movie because they intentionally sat down and were like, oh, let's do this and this. It'll be brilliant. They did this and this and it was idiotic and it's amazing, right? It's it's next level genius, right? But I want to find what's a movie that people hate and not just that they don't like it as much as you, but that is it is a... considered by critics and by audiences to be a bad movie that you absolutely, sincerely, genuinely think is a great film and that you love. So, Corky, do you have a film or films, if you want, that bill? I
1: do. I do. I have one, and it's from the 2000s, mid to late 2000s. It's a a movie by uh, Sacramento-based director Joe Carnahan. All right. It's called Smoke and Aces.
0: Okay, wow.
1: Now, you cannot get an established critic to like this movie or anybody with any prestige to their name likes this movie in fact the only positive reviews i've found Mm. in this movie online are from people i couldn't get through their fucking online review for it made me dumber watching their (laughs) online. it made me question if it seems to
0: appeal to dumb people yes exactly if
1: i like this movie does that mean i'm like them (laughs) but no this movie joe carnahan's second movie after he made narc with ray liotta and jason patrick which was a critical success and jennifer jason no that's rush sorry yeah (laughs) and Busta Rhymes
0: <laughs> I always confuse Jennifer Jason right? Lee and Busta Rhymes all, like every one of their roles I'm Jennifer like which Jason? one is it yeah ah.
1: and I swear Jennifer Jason Lee was in the flip Mode squad for a while you mm, know I always give yes. it leaders of the new school she was in that
0: <laughs> absolutely so her, <laughs> her work on Tribe Called Quest is just scenario that she stuff kicks that amazing. song off right? really is amazing um and his work in The Hateful Eight, I just thought was absolutely stunning. Like, Fantastic. How did he play that role? How Channing Tatum's sister. It <laughs> was amazing. Right. You don't think it, but boom. Spoiler alert.
1: <laughs> so, Smoking Aces. It's Jonah Carn- Joe Carnahan second. Uh, yeah. Narc was like an indie darling type movie, gritty. Well,
0: he made Blood. Ah, Blood Guts, Bullets, this and is you. Octane. Yeah, which was like his sort of local feature. Like I think Marcus Allen is actually in Blood Guts. <laughs> is Bullets that right? Yeah, like he local has a local Sacramento legend. Is, Mar- uh, Marcus Allen. Ladybird
1: didn't show you this, but no, yeah. Marcus Allen is in every single thing that comes out of Sacramento. This is Sacramento He's that Lady Bird
0: me. didn't want you to see. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Download episodes of Scratch for Marcus <laughs> Allen.
0: Uh, a oh, are you serious was no, shot here no, no I
1: made that out. oh okay yeah, was it oh producer Johnny had his fucking hoodwink Johnny
0: <laughs> son of a bitch but he, yeah uh, he's in Joe Carnahan's like first blood very early low budget blood gets pulled blood gets pulled I remember Bolton hearing about Oxy. that movie yeah, but I never and then saw then I think NARC came after that okay
1: I will. well I guess it was the movie after NARC is what whatever. I meant. Yeah, yeah, so, got it. Uh but it was kind of like uh, Kevin Smith's Small Rats like after the gritty realism of clerks he makes this cartoony, ridiculous movie. Uh-huh. Same with uh, Narc to Smoke and Aces. Right. I love action movies. I love turn-your-brain-off action movies, yeah. like Crank. You know what I mean? I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I also love the world-building that goes on. Even the... Down to the names, the names in Smoking Aces are so fucking great. Pete right. Deeks, you know what I mean? So um, everyone has guy Ritchie names. Everybody has no no. Is there a goose Fat Bill. No, there's no Goose Fat Bill. There's no Slap Back and uh, fucking Wet Dick or whatever. And there's no Wes Anderson names like uh, Molly Top and Topsider and Apple's Crap. <laughs> Apple it, Crap. It's real names. Yes. Pete Deeks. Yeah. Uh, Rip. Uh, Rip Reed. Uh, so Rip. Jason. Jason Bateman gives a performance. Herpes sores on his lips. He does the whole scene in his boxer shorts. He's a lawyer, scumbag lawyer. Plays a horse voice. He fucks a rabbit, not a real rabbit, like a rabbit suit. What? Okay, but his his delivery and lines—you uh-huh. can see Ben Affleck busting up in the scene because he's just so he's crazy. Jason Bateman's scene alone worth the price of it. One movie. scene? Yes. He only has one scene. Two scenes, but one is just fucking. One kills it. Chef's kiss chef's it's a cartoony ridiculous yeah. movie it's all about it's
0: got like a big cast everyone's just going nuts yes tonight, right? but
1: it's a quality cast it's big taraji p henson uh-huh. in one of her early to mid roles um yeah it's got like common's not that great of an actor neither neither is alicia keys but they're watchable mm-hmm. uh chris pine in an early role Who's the bald guy? Jeremy Piven. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Who,
1: who was bald and then wasn't bald. Um, <laughs> I've never really liked Jeremy Piven, but he's great as an unlikable character in this movie. Uh-huh. The story, uh, Ryan Reynolds is in it. Ray Liotta is in it. The movie, Ray
0: Liotta, the identical.
1: Executive producer. <laughs> the movie's... The story is someone's going to rat on the mob, and they put a million-dollar contract out on him. He's holed up in Tahoe, and all these really ridiculously characterized flamboyant hitmen, hitmen
0: are going to all descend on this. Like, First
1: three quarters of the movie is build-up, and then it, everyone attacks. it's fucking mayhem at the end. Yeah. I love this movie. Yeah. I can watch it again and again and again. How many
0: times have you seen it?
1: Okay, so I got it little peek behind the quirky curtain Whoa. when I first got it. Hang on,
0: everyone.
1: I didn't have cable. I had the – and I was really into watching commentaries. Also, hey, Netflix. I'll double my price if you start putting commentaries to movies so I can Commentaries, stream, interesting. If I can stream commentaries. Shout out, Netflix. There you go. Um, I used to watch commentaries. So I watched every – and remember <clears> when <throat> commentaries on DVDs, you used to have like the director. Mm-hmm. Then you had a couple of actors. Then you had the screenwriter. You had different commentaries to watch. <laughs> I also had a serious uh, painkiller addiction at this time, so I would just sit at home, beat off and watch. No, I'm just being <laughs> ridiculous. I would just watch Smoking Aces over and over again. I didn't have cable. Anyway, I see this
0: movie. That's what you asked, right? How many times have I seen this movie? Wait, I need an answer. I need a number. I need a hard number. Oh, wait. I've seen this movie about 15 times. 15 times? Yeah. So wait, you what, how were you watching it?
1: Uh, On DVD. I used so to watch So you had it. a DVD of it. Yeah.
0: Okay. Where'd you get the DVD? Blockbuster? You just stole it from Blockbuster?
1: No, you could buy used DVDs. Oh, at you bought a used one? Okay. Yeah.
0: So you were like, had you seen it before, or you thought, okay, this looks good? Why, where are you going
1: with this? What is this interrogation? I'm trying to really get
0: your history with this movie, because it seems sorted, if I'm being honest. I feel like
1: I bought it at Blockbuster Used, but then I also got it as a Christmas present one time, <laughs> which had all the... Because com- Blockbuster didn't sell the good commentary totally. editions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. So I got it as So
0: then a- you invested in a commentary yeah. one. Or you right. got one as a present.
1: I like Smoking Aces more than I like NARC, and I love NARC. Uh-huh. And I, I like The Grey. I never saw A Team. A Team doesn't interest
0: me. Yeah. I love The Gray. I'm a big fan of it. Yeah.
1: The Gray was great, right? I have,
0: I, I have. if I'm being honest, I have not seen Smoking Aces. I've oh, not, I haven't even seen it. Oh, shit. I'll watch it now.
1: I might dare you to watch this. No, movie. I'll
0: watch it and we'll talk about it in the next uh, mini episode. Yeah. That's I'll a one watch other it. That's another podcast right there.
1: Yeah. So, Smoking Aces would be my pick. Uh,
0: or a a oft reviled movie a that I hated movie that you genuinely love. And yes. you have seen it 15 times. 15 times. Damn, can you, like, recite. Lines from that? Oh hell yeah, yeah! Bust can... something out, just bust it out, just bust a little something. <laughs> Put you on the spot.
1: It's so beautiful up in heaven. Oh, really? Really? Is it? Yeah. And I, I totally understand why you killed me. If my brothers and I were on the run from the law and needed a car, I'd kill you for the car too. Oh, see, now that means something to me. Wow. That's a scene where a man kills another man for a car, and then goes to his mouth and moves his mouth like he's talking to him. Wow, giving him forgiveness for killing him. The movie's fucking I gotta bad. fucking bad shit.
0: watch this fucking movie. All right. Well, next week we'll see what I think of Smokin' Aces. So for my pick, I I found several, you know, and and some of them are kind of older movies. So, uh, you know, if I was going to pick a a few from each decade, from the '90s, a movie that I really like is Alan Parker's Road to Wellville, yeah, uh, which was really hated. Um, It's a kind of broad, kind of satiric comedy set in the early 20th century, late 19th century about Kellogg, about the real life Kellogg and his kind of ideas about health. Uh, One from the 2000s would be What Lies Beneath the Robert Zemeckis movie starring Michelle Pfeiffer and Harrison Ford, which pretty much everyone I have ever heard absolutely hates this movie. That was a good movie. And I love this movie. Yeah. It's so good. I mean, it's way over the top. It, the ending is absolutely ridiculous and there's a lot of stuff involving mirrors, but it's just so brilliantly and artfully done. And sure. I, I, it's a great Harrison Ford performance because it sort of leads you, his blandness kind of leads you one way and then it kind of pulls the rug out from on you. Um, and then a couple, uh, another one from this decade that I love is uh, Nicholas Winning Reference, Only God Forgives. Um, is that... Um, the director of Drive. It was his follow-up to Drive. Yeah, I had Ryan Gosling. And it's a very like moody, very seedy, uh, atmospheric film. And most people just absolutely despise it. Um, but I loved it. But the one that I want to concentrate on, uh, and this is a director who I generally, absolutely hate. Mm. Uh, and he made a movie that I gen- genuinely, absolutely love, which is... Michael Bay and his movie Pain and Gain, starring Mark Wahlberg. Wow. Uh, the Rock and Anthony Mackey, which I think is just an absolutely hilarious, disturbing, upsetting uh movie that for once is like the Michael Bay treatment is perfect for the film and it's perfect for the milieu of the film, which is, you know, these bodybuilders who are getting involved in this world of, you know, gangsters and things like that. And yeah. It's, it's very atypical uh for michael bay it's also very like self-referential uh it's just such a strange thing for him to do and it's a funny movie and it's
1: is it a dark comedy
0: it's a dark comedy okay. yeah it's it, it has a very kind of over-the-top kind of comedy i think the crime
1: it was based off took place in the early to mid 90s yeah
0: so it's based on a true story too
1: is uh is tony shalhoub in that
0: he's in most things <laughs> So, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> who
1: plays the guy they kidnap and torture? <laughs>
0: yeah, I think it is Tony Shalhoub. Okay, because
1: I remember watching the previews of that going, oh, I like him in almost anything. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know? yeah. He should have won Best Supporting Actor for The Man Who Wasn't There, just to get off oh, the track. absolutely. As Freddie oh, Riedenschein Absolutely.
0: Schneider. Are you kidding me? I can't believe he didn't win that year. Although it's more of a scene stealer, I guess, than like a supporting performance. Because he just sure. comes on and gives like two of the best scenes are uh, in any movie Fucking
1: nail, And he's, he's with Gandolfini, Billy Bob Thorne, and Francis McDormand. And All he's that movie, the one right? who walks away with he's it. He's
0: the one, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, Pain and Gain is a movie that, again, it's Michael Bay. So sure. people are prone to dismiss him. Uh, I'm prone to dismiss him, but caught a lot of people by surprise. And someone like Michael Bay, who is not what you would really call like a very self-aware <laughs> sort of filmmaker, right? It is actually kind of a self-aware movie, he is sort of making fun of himself. And that's also why I think the casting of Mark Wahlberg is kind of perfect too. I mean, he, he's he's pitched right for this movie's kind of mix of action and and comedy and kind of slight self-awareness. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's a movie that I think. People should really actually just give it a chance as a a really good film. I tell you
1: what, I haven't seen that. I'm going to watch that one. Watch that
0: one and then come back and report to me. Okay. All right. So there you go. We got assignments. Yeah. (laughs) Homework. We got homework. Absolutely. These mini-ups. So much homework. So uh, the last part of our little mini-up here before we leave uh, for the week, we're going to read some of the dares that have been sent to us through our website. So if you want to dare us to watch a movie, go to daredaniel.com. There's a link right there. You can click it and uh, submit the movie that you want to dare us. Tell us why you want to dare it. Is it, uh, you know, it could be a movie that you've always wanted to see um, and but you can never actually bring yourself to watch and you want us to do that work for you. Or it could be a movie that you've seen and you want somebody to share it with you. You want to share yeah. this awfulness with other people. You want to have them experience it with you. Or if you
1: want to let us know about what you're thinking about the episode, send me an email at Corky at Gmail.
0: Yeah. Send an email, hit us up on our social media. Do you know, send a dare, send any kind of comment, answer the questions, anything like that. And you know, as we were saying, it could be a movie that you think is a film that deserves to be rehabilitated and deserves to have a second chance and for people to watch it with clear eyes. And, and it's a movie that people revile, and you want us to to, uh, watch it and review it, send that as well. So I'm going to read some of the dares that we've got on our website. Uh, Matthew Doherty dared us to watch a film called Rawhead Rex, which I had to look this one up. I had never heard of this one. Is this a
1: sequel to Theodore Rex? This
0: is Teddy Rex all over again. 1986, written by Clive Barker. Um, This is a monster movie. Uh, Why did Matthew Doherty dare us to watch it? He says, it is just terrible B-horror movie. Bad effects, terrible plot, Monster Mask is incredibly fake. The quote is, Ireland will never be the same after Rawhead Rex, a particularly nasty demon, is released from his underground prison by an unwitting farmer. So this is your bad monster movie.
1: Rawhead Rex sounds like a sex
0: move. That sounds really (laughs) dirty. Like, you need to trust someone a lot before you're going to do a Rawhead Rex.
1: It's After a rusty trombone, you slip (laughs) into a Rawhead
0: Rex. That's... Uh, have a safe word, okay? <laughs> if you're going to Rawhead Rex, honestly, have a safe Clean word. Clean up That's, and have a safe it's, word. <laughs> it's getting sticky. Yeah, so thank you, Matthew, for daring thank you, Matthew. Rawhead Rex. Thank you very much. And thanks to everyone who has uh, yeah. sent in any dares. We really appreciate it. Uh, our next get, uh, dare comes to us from Dan Scott, who I think all of us know. Yeah. yeah we all know Dan, Dan Scott. Big
1: boy Dan Scott
0: so this dare comes from dan scott the movie is can't stop the music which i actually know this movie. i've heard of this a pseudo autobiography of discos the village people from 1980 oh. why is dan scott daring us to watch this movie he says because you can't stop the music <laughs> nobody can stop the music you will want to stop the music so many times but you can't stop the music now he's joking No, you can't stop the music. (laughs) But
1: literally, the movie ends, right? So the music stops. mm. You could sue for
0: false advertising. (laughs) If it never stops, like, the movie stops. Something I thought was interesting. Directed by Nancy Walker. Do you remember Nancy Walker? She's one of those people who was on TV all the time in the 70s.
1: Yes. She was in... uh, She's She's on, on, like, Love American style. But she was in Murder by Death.
0: She was... um, on Rhoda. She was Rhoda's yep. mom.
1: She played the deaf helper in Murder yeah, by Death. Yeah.
0: So Nancy Walker, in her, like her only directorial credit, directed the Village People the movie.
1: The 70s were so goddamn it, weird.
0: And the 80s. This is 1980. Yeah. yeah. Well,
1: 1980 is basically the 70s. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, the, the zero part of a decade is always a decade previous. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's but yeah. Cocaine did a lot of weird things oh, in the 70s. Oh, boy.
0: So Nancy Walker, Nancy Walker was tabbed to direct the Village People movie. And- An interesting thing I learned about the village people as I was uh, reading this on IMDb. So they're the cowboy, and there's the Indian, and there's all these other guys. So you know the biker guy? His actual name is Leatherman. One word, leather man. like Superman or Batman. Leatherman. That was that's the,
1: his name. He was the least creative Little of the bunch. Little spot on the Indian. Little spot on, which is weird because the Indian guy's name is Horace.
0: <laughs> He's like, I'm not even gonna reference it.
1: Horace Moskowitz. Yes, that's his name.
0: If I reference the Indian thing, it becomes racist. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, thank you, Dan. That one actually yeah. sounds like a pretty. That sounds like right in our wheelhouse. It does. It's a With, movie about the village people. You tab
1: people. Nancy Walker to direct. You're trying to make a, <laughs> right? a fucking winner. You're
0: pushing the envelope. They, they, they didn't want to just make a, a normal village people pseudo-autobiography. <laughs> right. Push the envelope a little. So thank you, Dan, for that one. Sounds like that could be a future episode. Can't Absolutely. stop the music. So that's it for this mini episode. Uh, next week, tune in to or download our review of Bright, starring Will Smith Looking and Joel to, Edgerton. Yep. And then two weeks, look for another mini episode. Uh, And until then, I am Daniel, dare Daniel Barnes. I'm
1: Corky, irascible, cantankerous sidekick, McDonald.
0: And we will see you next week. Love you.